0: You're listening to A Conduit's Diary. This is a podcast about me, Rachel, and my experiences as I investigate paranormal activity as a conduit. This is rated R for explicit because I do have a little bit of a foul mouth. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you listen to it. We're drawing near the end of the season now with episode 39, Secondhand Story. so this is kind of weird veronica said she was sitting on the couch of her arcadia condo which looked more like a palace than a simple condo arcadia was a neighborhood that was up and coming which is code for getting rid of things deemed unsightly and replacing them with gastropubs i think i read about this particular condo that it was once some historic building and they turned it into a high rise for the up and coming. It had exposed brick that was painted some thin white paint that would have looked sloppy just a few years ago. Her couch was a blush color, proof she had no pets. She also had white shag rugs on the floor that clearly never saw dust. Her condo was the same robotic setup that every other condo did these days. It looked like a Stepford wife would live here, not an actual human being. The kitchen was immaculate, with no appliances on the countertop. All her visible appliances were stainless steel and wiped clean of any fingerprints. The backsplash in her kitchen was equally colorless. A white subway tile with equally white grout that deviated barely from the paint job. It felt impersonal. Even her couch felt like no one actually sat on it. Veronica was also polished. Her dark straight hair was pulled into a high ponytail that made her look more put together than sloppy. She wore a fitted t-shirt that must have been tailored, with bootcut jeans without a single crease. Her makeup was minimalist and tasteful, as was her simple pearl earlings and a floating pearl necklace. Was Veronica real? Was I dreaming? Yeah, the entire thing can be uncomfortable at first, I agree. Oh, no, Veronica said, shaking her head. My parents are very superstitious. When we came to America when I was a child, we didn't buy a home because they said it was haunted. She shook her head and laughed fondly at the memory. It's not the fact that you're here, or that you exist. It's, it's that, well, it's not about me. Not about you, I pressed raising an eyebrow. She nodded. So I just joined this group, Girls Walk Phoenix. It's like a group of girls who get together on the weekends and go for walks. Sometimes there's hundreds of girls. It's a really cool community. I just moved here a few months ago and since I work remotely, it's hard to meet people. Anyway, I met Chastity through them and she has a real problem. Why wouldn't she ask me herself? I asked, skeptical. She doesn't think she has a problem. Isn't that how it always is? They do the whole, oh, no, I'm fine. But really, they're not? I supposed I did. I was the queen at ignoring serious things in my life to maintain the status quo. Yeah, I do, I said honestly. She nodded and crossed her legs at the ankles, leaning on the arm of her couch casually. So, I met Chastity about three weeks ago, but we were fast friends. You know those people you meet and you just know right away they're your people? She asked. I did. Hema and I were friends almost immediately upon meeting in college. Decades later, here we were, still in each other's lives. Chastity was my person. I walked up to this giant group of girls all chatting, and I felt like I was in high school again. We moved a lot when i was a kid i was the new foreign kid you know i almost got back in my car when chastity said something she goes feels like dodgeball all over again doesn't it we laughed about that and i had her and the rest of the girls were so great i realized my fears were all in my head you know what they say introverts get adopted by extroverts that's exactly what happened So, Chastity and I went to Bottomless Mimosas after that walk with a few other girls. We exchanged numbers and socials and we've hung out at least, you know, three times a week since. Wow, I said, that's a real commitment to friendship. Veronica laughed. It's so much easier when you're in college and live with someone or see them in class every day. Or even when I was in the office and could be in person. Now it's like, it takes so much energy. Chastity has a similar schedule as I do, and we have a lot in common. She hates hiking, she likes power walks, and she thinks the sun here is too hot. Everyone here thinks the sun is too hot, I countered. She shook her head. You'd be surprised. Some of the girls in our group are like, I don't know, aliens? Lizards? They love the heat and the sun. Anyway, what I mean is she's a great friend, so I don't want you to think bad of me. What happened? And why would I think bad of you, I asked. Veronica swallowed and needed her fingers. Well, for starters, I'm telling a complete stranger that I think my friend is possessed by a demon. Lately, she's been distant. Something's off. And your immediate reaction was a demonic possession, I asked. Just how superstitious was her family? And after only a few weeks? She frowned. This is what I meant, she started. I cut her off by raising my hand. I was only kidding. I wasn't. It's just a big leap. I think I need more information. All you've told me is how you became fast friends, and lately that's not the case. What happened? For starters, her house. I've been there a few times when we first started hanging out. It was always so tidy. She got me into this organizing TikTok lady, and I completely redid my entire place. It's amazing. The last few times I've gone, it's been messy. No, messy isn't the right word. It's a pigsty. I'm talking rotting food in the fridge, trash everywhere. I don't think she's taken out her trash in God knows how long. When I brought it up, she just laughed, said I was being ridiculous. It's like, it's like she didn't even see it. I know it seems like something small, but it's worse than that. We meet every Wednesday morning to take yoga in the park class. It's free and it's like blocks from her place. Last week, she got up in the middle of it and left. Didn't answer her phone for hours. This week, she didn't even come. When I asked her why, she said, oh, well, it was kind of dumb. She's become like that with all her hobbies. She doesn't come to trivia anymore. She isn't reading our book club books. It's like, she's not herself. You think she's just depressed, I asked. She shook her head. No, because she acts like, she acts like it's all beneath her. It's like the thought of doing something as stupid as trivia, cleaning, reading, yoga. Like, it's all just dumb things. Once, I heard her mutter, stupid humans, when a friend and I asked her about it. Humans! Like, she isn't one. That is weird, I agreed. Demons were typically good at keeping their presence unknown unless they wanted it known. If she was possessed, the demon was doing a sloppy job at flying under the radar. Maybe he was new to possession. I realized then I didn't know how demons were made, if they all just existed indefinitely, or if they could be born. Did demons have sex? Do they have genders? I snapped my attention back to Veronica before I fell down a rabbit hole in my own brain. "'I also... I also don't think she sleeps anymore,' she admitted sheepishly. "'How would you even know that?' I asked. "'Well, I got drunk one of the nights we went out with friends. I ended up sleeping on her couch. I woke up a few times to pee or get water, and she was always awake.' "'What was she doing?' I asked, fascinated." She shrugged, on the computer, watching TV, just random things like that, staring at them, not really moving, I think once the computer wasn't even on. Maybe she was up all night making sure I was okay, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure she was up all night and didn't sleep at all. Holy shit, that's wild, I said. And it was, because I'd never heard of possession leading to staying awake the entire night. Something else was going on, and it was leaving an uneasy feeling in my stomach. It, well, there's more. I don't think she eats or drinks either. Whenever we go to lunch or dinner, which has become less and less, she doesn't even touch her food. This is a girl who once bragged she drinks an entire gallon of water a day. She won't even sip her water. She doesn't order food, and if she does, she doesn't even look at it. She just sits on the table in front of her. I once watched two flies land on her salad, and she didn't even shoo them away. Does she take the leftovers, I asked. She shook her head. No, she doesn't. At first, I thought maybe she was sick, but I've seen her do it three times. I asked her if she was okay, and she just smiled and said, Yeah, why? It's like she's daring me to call her out on her weird shit. Daring you, I asked. She nodded and fidgeted more. Well, like anytime she does something weird, she'll like look at me pointedly. Everyone else sees that she's not eating, but says nothing. When they make gestures or whispers, she just looks at me and smiles. It's really creepy and it's getting worse. She purposely puts herself in positions where people will notice how off she is. Her coworkers have even confided in me that she does weird things at the office. She never uses the bathroom, doesn't eat lunch, once someone walked into her office and saw her staring at her computer screen, but it was off. Her phone is always busy because she'll hold onto it against her ear, but not talk to anyone. It's like she's faking the motions, but poorly. Wow, that's... Are you sure it's not a medical thing? I asked. Veronica swallowed and shook her head again. No, She also knows things, things she shouldn't. Like what? I asked. Veronica hesitated if she were making up her mind about something. At last she spoke and the words poured out of her mouth quickly. She knew you were going to be here today and she knew who you were. I didn't tell anyone, not a soul, I was emailing you. No one could have let it slip. She straight up said, want to come over after you meet with Rachel today? I'd love to meet her. My blood officially went cold. Oh no, I said. She nodded. Do you think? Yeah, we have to go to her. Chasity's house wasn't too far away, in an area of Arcadia with a Trader Joe's and bars within walking distance. Her house was a single story in a cute neighborhood, where none of the homes looked identical. Chasity lived in a cute blue home with a red door. It would have been even cuter if the lawn wasn't in disrepair, taking on the burnt grass and dead plant appearance of someone who hadn't watered them in weeks. The trash can was on the curb, with several notices plastered on them, likely from the HOA threatening to fine them for being out too long. Veronica glanced over at me from the passenger seat of my car. Since my upgrade to the AC issue, I felt much more comfortable putting people in my 2019 Honda Accord with AC and Bluetooth, instead of my 1999 Toyota Camry with a tape deck. Veronica didn't complain about the ride, speaking only to point out the turns to get to her house. I think you should stay here, I said, as I parked out front. You're not going to to hurt her, are you? She asked. I hope not, I thought. I shook my head. Nah, just gonna see what's going on. Maybe get some information. If I can't help her, I can find someone who can. She'll be grateful after all of this, that she has such a caring friend looking after her." "'Really?' Veronica asked, hopefully. I had no idea, but I nodded anyway, absolutely. Maybe I was a dick for lying, or maybe it made me nice. I didn't wait too long to think it over. Instead, I slid out of the car and headed up the walkway to the front door. There was an oppressive air about the house you could feel the minute you hit the walkway, it's, like, it's likely why the notices were on the garbage cans and not on the front door, I noted as I walked by them. The closer I got to the door, the more the sense of doom descended on me. It was like a heavy coat was settling on my skin, pushing down on me like a weighted blanket. I was sweating by the time I climbed the three porch steps to the door, and not just because of the heat. Before I could raise my hand to knock, the door flew open and a woman stood there, smiling oddly. No, not a woman. How she looked to Veronica flashed quickly across her features. A petite girl with dark brown hair to her shoulders, freckles over her nose, and wide, expressive green eyes. Her true appearance shone through, though. Veronica wasn't kidding. Her friend was possessed by a fucking demon. Come in, Rachel, she purred, her voice inhuman and lilting. I think I'll stay out here, I said. She shook her head. Don't be silly. Why would I hurt you? I'd never hear the end of it from him. Him. I knew him. I shuddered and her eyeballs wagged knowingly. Ah, I thought you knew him. Who doesn't? She chuckled at this and opened the door wider to invite me in. I took a single step in the house and was hit with a wall of smell so awful I recoiled. "'Jesus,' I hissed. "'No, not that him,' the demon corrected with a laugh. I rolled my eyes, pulling my shirt up to cover my nose. "'Can we hurry this up? It smells awful in here. You couldn't even clean?' "'Human concern,' the demon said with a sigh, taking a few steps into the house." She turned to look at me then, her gaze raking over me slowly. So, you're the conduit, she said merrily. I had to see for myself. I had to know. I rolled my eyes. Whatever. Why are you in this poor girl? Did she make a deal? What is it? The demon shook her head. Oh, no. She was just an easy target to get to you. Veronica knows Holly really well. See? Episode 23 edge of the world chastity was an easy target and i knew if i pushed hard enough veronica would reach out to friends for help her and holly are buds and they know hema who knows you and she shook her head in disgust scary creature that thing i hope he doesn't find her again i don't think she'll get lucky twice get to the point i hissed feeling slightly guilty This demon infested this poor girl because she wanted to meet me? An awful lot of work to find me, I countered warily. Just? Do you know who you are, girl? Do you know what you're linked to? Do you know what it means? Her eyebrows were climbing higher and higher up her face as she spoke, laughing. Are you so ignorant of your own origins? Of what you mean to him? She was gleeful. Rocking on her toes as she spoke. But I've met you, I've seen you, and, well, I'm not impressed. I'm not sure what he's so upset about, she said with a head tilt that was nearly human. Sounds like your work is done and you can leave, I offered. She stared at me unblinkingly. I think I will. How's your upper body strength? she asked. Huh? I asked. As she disappeared before my eyes, leaving a swaying chastity in her wake, I lunged just in time to grab her limp body. I helped chastity clean her house, waving off her apologies about it. I mean, you've done enough. I didn't admit that it was my fault she'd been possessed in the first place. The guilt was too heavy, pressing on my chest. In her words, they echoed things I'd heard from others across the years, They piled together, making mountains of questions I didn't know if I'd ever get the answers to. There was only one person who could help me. "'Veronica, can Chastity take you home?' I asked. Shortly after Chastity recovered, I went to grab Veronica and let her explain what happened, though in less words. The three of us had been cleaning for almost an hour now, but my mind was elsewhere. "'Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want you to stay at my place anyway.' Just in case, she told Chastity. It was then I took my leave and headed to the one person who could give me answers. My mother. A Conduit's Diary is created by me, written and produced by me, mixed horribly and edited by me. Cover art created by BMC Design on Fiverr. Music, intro and outro created by Chris Hornberger.